Good morning. Okay. <laughs> We're recording. It's being weird. I want to thank everyone for joining us again this Easter morning. So, today is Easter, right? Who actually remembered that it was Easter Day? I guess a lot of people did, because we're here, right? Now, what comes to mind when you think of Easter, though? How many people think of the Easter Bunny? Easter eggs? Easter hunt, egg hunts? How many people? Yeah, I mean, we just made that announcement that we were having one following service. Easter baskets? <coughs> How about getting the family together, right? Here's one of my favorites. Eating. How many people, what do you normally have on Easter? Ham, right? Honey baked ham, honey glazed ham? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. I'm looking forward to that. Gave up uh, sweet tea for Lent. I'm really looking forward to some sweet tea. Springtime! Right? Pastel colors. Pastel colors. Sadly, though, out of all of those things that remind us of Easter, None of them actually dealt with what the holiday is about. I mean, you could maybe family, maybe. And it's not a bad thing to enjoy fellowship and family members and fun. But the thing is, is these are all just things the world has created in celebration of a holiday that's about Jesus. It's kind of like Christmas and the fact that nowadays people want to celebrate Christmas but not Jesus, but Christmas is celebrating the birth of Jesus. People want to celebrate Easter without celebrating the fact that we are celebrating a risen Savior. And I'm sorry, but if you don't want to celebrate the birth of Jesus, you don't get Christmas. And if you don't want to celebrate a risen Savior who died for us and lives so that we may all be blessed and have eternal life, then you know what? You don't get Easter. The fact that Jesus was crucified on a cross for you to pay your sin, to pay your debt, and you want to have his holiday without him? That's like celebrating President's Day without the President's. Columbus Day without Columbus. The foundation of Easter is Jesus. Should be more than a long weekend holiday. How many people knew? Good Friday was a holiday, right? Did you have to go to work, go to school? I always find it hilarious that a government and a school system that is trying to cut out Jesus still give Good Friday. Because they think it's part of the Easter weekend, a holiday in which they don't necessarily identify with Jesus, but yet Good Friday is the day we remember that Jesus died on the cross. 
Easter should be more than a long weekend. It should be a celebration of what Jesus has done. It's when we remember his death, his burial, and his resurrection. We talked about the empty tomb, didn't we? So it's important that we, as we celebrate Easter, remember what we're celebrating. We're celebrating an empty tomb. We're celebrating a risen Savior. We are celebrating the fact that Jesus came for a purpose. That he died for us. That he rose again. We are celebrating the Easter story. And that's not a story that has a bunny on the front of it hiding Easter baskets in a field. I was looking at the story the other day for stickers, for Easter stickers. And do you know I found springtime stickers? I found egg stickers. I found bunny stickers. Do you know how many cross stickers I found? Zero. Do you know how many stickers of Jesus I found? Zero. Where this was, this is your book advertised to have over a thousand Easter stickers. And I was like, a thousand Easter stickers? That's a whole lot of stickers. Do you know how many of those thousand Easter stickers were about Jesus? None of them. It was about Easter bunny and egg hunts and Easter baskets, which are all good things when we are remembering the true Easter story. We were watching a movie the other day called Hop, which is about the Easter Bunny, called E.D. It's being told as an Easter story. But yet, even though the movie was about a holiday, the reason for the holiday never came up. They never talked about it. They never talked about this in Mark chapter 15. (laughs) Where we learn about the crucifixion and death of Jesus. Easter over 2,000 years ago. They didn't even have a clue about hiding eggs. And do you know where the eggs would come from? Some of them would be empty. You know why you would hide empty eggs? Because of the fact the tomb was empty. And sometimes you would hide trinkets in there probably to remind yourself that because of the empty tomb, we haven't given a treasure. But in the Easter story, there's three specific things that we need to remember. First, what we find out in Matthew 15. Verse 
Jesus was sent to pay a price. He was sent to be our redemption. Now, you get down to it, redemption is a slave term. In the time of Jesus, there were many slaves who couldn't free themselves. But someone would come along and redeem them by purchasing their freedom. Jesus was sent to pay the price for all of us because we were all slaves. Slaves of sin. Sin that leads to death. Death that has no hope. But when Jesus paid the price, when he redeemed us, we were given a different purpose than just death, but given the hope and eternal life. He had to shed his blood for us. God had already established his law in a sacrificial system, and a lot of people like to learn about it in the Old Testament. But Jesus was coming to fulfill that. To change what it was. They would gather together for a day of atonement, for the Feast of Atonement. One of the other movies we watched was The Lion of Judah, which was based on a cute little cartoon lamb who was chosen to be a sacrificial offering for this Day of Atonement, where the high priest would sacrifice a lamb for the sins of Israel. He would then take the lamb, the blood of the lamb, into the holies of holies, bringing the blood as an atonement before the Lord. But this was an atonement. This was just a price you paid. It's the difference of posting bail or having your record erased. When you post bail, it's still there. But Jesus came to erase our records clean. It's not there anymore. No matter how deep people dig, it's gone. That's what he would come to do. He would take the blood and then the sacrificial lamb and forgive the sins of Israel. And then he would come back and do it again the next year. But we celebrate on Easter. So that's we don't have to keep doing it each year. That's what Jesus was. He was the lamb who would make any other lambs unnecessary. Jesus would pay the price once and for all, the perfect sacrifice. Now, when they would pick this lamb, they would often pick a lamb without blemish, a spotless lamb who had not been marred by anything. Jesus was that lamb. Jesus, a man who knew no sin, was that spotless, unblemished lamb. He would die a sacrificial death for us 
to atone for our sins. And not only were our sins atoned for, but we were given redemption and freedom. He paid the price for us. Now, the other thing that Jesus did for us is make it possible for us to have access to God. Now, back during the times of sacrificial atonements, the priest was the one who made the sacrifice. He was the only one who would go into the holies of holies, which was the closest anyone would ever get to God. There was a veil that would separate the holies of holies, the dwelling place of God, from the rest of the world. But, Luke 15, verse 38 says, the curtain of the temple was torn into two from top to bottom. The curtain of the temple is what separated it. Mark 15 is where we read about the crucifixion and death of Jesus. Verse 37, it says that he breathed his last breath with the last cry. And then he surrendered his spirit. When he did that, that's verse 37. Verse 38, the curtain, the veil, the temple was torn asunder. It was ripped away. There would no longer need a priest to intercede and offer up a sacrificial lamb in atonement for their sins because the only lamb they would ever need had already paid the price. And in doing so, things changed. Now, the day of atonement, the day in which the priest would sacrifice the lamb, was the only day that the priest was actually allowed to go into the holies of holies. And so, even for them, only a certain group of people, only one person at a time, was able to go into the dwelling place of the Lord at a specific time, on a specific day, once a year. But with Jesus, we have the opportunity to go before him right now. no one could go directly to God for forgiveness. It was left up to only one person, the high priest. And you were only able to ask for it once a year. The curtain that separated the holy holies from the rest of the table had kept people from going into the presence of the Lord. And when Jesus breathed his last in Mark 15, 37, 38, the curtain was torn. No longer would anyone need someone to intercede on their behalf. They had gained the privilege, the honor, of being able to go directly to God to ask for forgiveness and to talk to him. We have free access to go to the presence of the Lord and to cry, save me. We had our time of prayer concerns earlier. 
Our time to praise reports. We had the opportunity right then and there for us to go before the Lord and lift those up. And we did it. God is there for all who will come to him. On that first Easter weekend, they were blessed with direct access to God. A loving Father who is always there for you, who always meets your needs. And he is there anytime you have a need of him. All you have to do is call. And he's waiting for that. And the final thing. Easter morning, when they went to the tomb all those many, many years ago. They went and found it empty, and they were a little shaken. Because apparently they had kind of forgotten that Jesus had told them that he would die, and in three days he would rise again. And so they had forgotten that very important part and went to the tomb. They didn't have a chance to prepare him for burial before he was placed in there. So they went so they could prepare the body for the grave, thinking that death had had the final victory. But when they got there, they had discovered that they were wrong. Verse 6 and verse, in chapter 16 says this, Don't be alarmed! You are looking for Jesus the Nazarene who was crucified? Well, he's risen! He's not here! See the place where we laid him? You're looking for Jesus who was crucified, but he's not here. He has risen, just like he said. He was dead, but then he was alive. He paved the way to eternal life for all those who would believe in him. Even those who don't understand what it means can often quote John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son so that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have what? Eternal life. It's one of the most well-known, most quoted scriptures. And yet, it sums up Easter for us. Out of love, Jesus came. We teach the kids a little chorus that says, He came from heaven to earth to show the way. From the earth to the cross, my debt to pay. From the cross to the grave, from the grave to the sky. And then we teach them to sing, Lord, we lift your name on high. Let that be our prayer. Let that be the echo of our heart. That we lift the name of Jesus on high. For all that he has given us, for the fact that we have been able to earn. No, not earn. He earned it for us. We have been given the gift that we don't deserve. 
of eternal life. Nothing we ever did would earn his sacrifice. But we are blessed in the fact that we haven't been asked to earn it, but instead have been given it freely. And so, let us receive the blessing of Easter. We ask, have you been set free? The Bible tells us in the Lord, who the Son sets free, is free indeed. Are you free from your sin? Have you been redeemed? Have you claimed that atonement, or are you still a slave? to your sin. Are you free? Or do you trudge around burden by the weight of sin that tries to keep you down, to hold you prisoner. Are you free? His love will never fail, never gives up. And it will never run out on us. We're going to take some time in prayer. I'm going to ask if Miss Andy would be nice enough to come and play that chorus for us. And as it plays, claim your freedom today. And if you've already claimed it, rejoice in the fact that it is yours. That he is yours. That his love never fails, it never gives up, and it never runs out on us. As the music plays, we invite you to come.
Father, we come before you right now. Lord, we thank you for your love, that it never runs out, that it never gives up on us, Lord. That it never fails. We come before you and we thank you for the fact that you sent us Jesus as an atonement for our sins. As the Redeemer, Lord, who paid the price for us. Her sins have been erased. They've been wiped clean, Lord. When we come, we claim that redeeming power, that atonement in our life, Lord. We claim the blood of Jesus who makes us clean. We claim that freedom, Lord. We ask that you give us the strength and the faith that is needed to face each and every day and to never become slaves to sin again. That we will always. Rejoice in freedom and exalt your name. We thank you for the debt, our debt that was paid. And we thank you for the empty tomb for a risen Savior who conquered death and the grave and gives us the gift of eternal life. Lord, we thank you for all these things. We praise you for all these things. Be your beloved Son, Jesus, who gives us victory. It's in his name that we pray. Amen.